0: And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 14. In this week's episode, our question of the day is offer letter versus employment agreement. But before we do a deep dive on that question, let's take a quick look at what's happening around the nation. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine signed the Employment Law Uniformity Act. The act takes effect on April 12th and provides a bit of employer cover by aligning Ohio's discrimination laws with federal standards. Among the changes, an update to the statute of limitations, the use of administrative remedies before taking a case to court, and adjustments to the manager-supervisor liability guidelines. Grab the link in the show notes for additional information. The City of Long Beach, California, recently passed an ordinance requiring hero pay for certain grocery workers during the COVID-19 crisis. The ordinance went into effect immediately on January 22nd and will remain in place for 120 days. Santa Monica and Los Angeles are among other jurisdictions considering similar ordinances. Again, you can get more information via the links in the show notes. Now, on to the question of the day. Employment agreement and offer letter. Aren't they just the same thing? Well, actually, no. While I know people often use the terms interchangeably, they are actually two drastically different documents and they hold different obligations for you as the employer. For the most part, in the US, most employees are considered at will, meaning they can resign or be terminated at any time. But one circumstance that can be a fly in the ointment is if they're under an employment agreement. Now, generally speaking, an employment agreement or employment contract is a binding promise between the employer and employee, and it explicitly lists the conditions of employment and termination of employment. Now, in most cases, an employment agreement will wipe out the at-will status, which puts more pressure on you if you decide things aren't working out. You'll be bound to the termination clauses of the employment agreement. An offer letter, on the other hand, specifically upholds the at-will status and simply confirms the terms of employment that were made verbally. They are not contracts, and most times they'll say so, and they don't bind the employer to continued employment. Also, offer letters don't make any type of promise about continued employment. So, what goes in an offer letter? Well, first you state that you're confirming the offer of employment what the job is, who it reports to, and where it will be located. Then confirm the start date and provide a very general paragraph outlining the job duties. Next up is the compensation, whether it's annual or hourly. And by the way, one pro tip here, always use the word annualized because you aren't guaranteeing a whole year's salary. If they leave early, you're going to prorate it. So the term annualized will make sure that there is no confusion. In this part of the letter, state all forms of compensation. So if you have a bonus program or a signing bonus, add all that in. Remember, the purpose of the offer letter is to provide clarity. So try to include all the important facts. Next, it's nice to do a general blurb about the company's benefits. However, do not try to spell out the benefit programs in the offer letter. Benefits are governed by contracts with your insurance carrier, and they have a slew of documents with carefully worded information around what is and isn't part of the offerings. Under no circumstances do you want anything in the offer letter to contradict those documents, so keep it very general. We always recommend you add in a statement that you fully expect the new employee to abide by any obligations to their prior employer. So if they have a non-compete, which by the way, is not valid in California, but it is in some other states, you are stating that you expect them to uphold those obligations. Mention that you have company rules and regulations and you expect them to abide by them as well. And mention if you have any other documents you expect them to sign, like inventions or confidentiality agreements. Then comes the all-important at-will statement and the sign-off. Now, I know many times people like to include information about things like vacation and other time off. If you want to include that language, be sure you have disclaimers stating that the company can change those policies at any time you don't want to be locked into a vacation policy that no longer applies. So see a properly worded offer letter can provide all the employment confirmation you need to start your new employee. I would say hold off on the employment agreement for your C-suite level hires. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time until next week, same time, same place.